What up? What up? What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 147. That's right, episode 147 of Combos Court. Let me know how you feel about the show right in the comments section of your Apple Podcast app. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combos Court. We are in a crisis combo nation, but we're going to get through it. And they say with every crisis comes opportunity. And that's truth, man. Take this time to eat healthy, exercise, work on your craft, get better, improve. And if you need anything, I'm here, man. You can shoot me a DM at 1-2-Combo. I have some time on my hands, so I should be able to answer all your messages. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. And that is on IG. Today's show is a recording from the Off The Glass Podcast with Zach. Really appreciate Zach having me on his pod. You could learn more about Zach at www.theofftheglasspodcast. That's T-H-E-G-L-A-S-S-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. In this installment, I defend my top 10 NBA players list. Some of you agree with it. Some of you disagree with it. But me and Zach discussed and so much more, man. We had a great conversation. Can't wait for you guys to listen in. We're going to start out this episode with Zach's intro music. He spits some bars for you. And then we get started, man. Let's get into it. That work in the gym. Nice bringing that intelligent perspective that takes you above the rim. From the PG, saw the whole court. Nine plays the sideline to observe and report. Bringing nothing but fresh interviews while discussing high school, college, and NBA news. So sit back and listen, you will never forget. Because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget. Because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget. Because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Off The Glass Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and you know my motto, fan of no team, but a lover of basketball. And thanks for joining me again today. I'm joined by one of my podcast brethren uh, of Combo's Court, joined by Combo. How we doing out there, Combo? Doing good. Crazy times right now. I feel like I'm in a movie, but uh, everything's good. (laughs) Everything's good. So on the on the basketball side of things, man, ha, have you been watching a, a lot of games? Yeah, I've been watching some old games. I was watching Larry Bird kill the other day. You know what I mean? Coming off some floppy screens. You know, left hand, right hand, whatever you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> have you ever seen the, the game where he plays left-handed? Did you check that one out? I've seen the highlights, but I don't know if I watched it in, in the entire. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't 27, think... though, right? Nah, yeah, like 40-something. It was against Portland. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think they had think- the whole game game, but it's on YouTube, like, all his baskets, like a highlight clip. It's like a seven, six-minute video or something. Yeah, I, I, I got to check it out. I have some time now, you know, as do most of us. <laughs> you know what I've been doing? Because I've done some NBA stuff with the last two days. I've been getting my, my throwback NCAA on, watching some of my, my favorite teams. Like, I'm currently watching... That 96 UMass uh, team with Marcus Canby, uh, Dante Bright, Dana Dingo, uh, Travieso Padilla play against that stacked Kentucky team with uh, Tony Delk, Walker. I mean, who? I mean, McCarty. <laughs> uh, 
That has to be the 90s. Yeah, it was the 96. 96, it was the Final Four game. It was the yeah. semifinal. You I saw... have to wearing some extra large jerseys, right? <laughs> yeah, Cammy with the big white tee on. With the big white tee on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing against he was the that. Best player in the country. Yeah, he won the player of the year that year. He sure did. He sure did. And then um, yesterday I watched my probably my favorite team from that era, uh, the 97 Arizona Wildcats team. I was watching that one as well uh, with Mike Bibby, yeah, Dickerson, Simon, and Terry. And um, this will go right into the NBA. I tweeted, that was kind of like our first maybe small ball lineup in a way. Like the three-guard yeah. lineup with – Dickerson and then they will have Terry Simon and Bibby out there. Then they have the the two bigs and Davidson and Bramley. I mean, who were tall but kind of lean, kind of play the style that you see bigs playing now. They weren't back to the back uh, to the basket type players at all. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And also a little bit later than that, Jay Wright was doing it a lot of before a lot of other people too. Yeah, at, at Villanova, yeah, he definitely was. With that was the, a little bit later. That was a little bit later. Yeah, with the Cal Lowry, uh, who else was on that team? Yeah. Nardi, Randy Foy, Alan Ray, Alan Ray. Uh, what they call him, the Generator. I saw that on one of those New York mixtapes, yeah, the Generator. They call him that indictment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They were kind of the ones that was able to kind of get away with that. But um, you had a list that you put up, man, that kind of got a lot of people going. Uh, yeah. Thoughts, thoughts behind yeah. your list, because. Um, I think when a lot of people make these lists, they kind of are like, um, what is your criteria? Like, how are you looking at? It? Is it just this season? Is it overall? Is it like past performance? Is it pedigree? So when you made your list and I'm pulling it up right now, uh, kind of talk about what was your, your thinking behind uh, your list. Just the best, the 10 best players in the league right now. And I wasn't going to count people that hardly played or didn't play a lot. That's why, uh, Paul George slipped so low. That's okay. why KD and, and Curry weren't even on the list. I told people they would be, if I look at prior seasons, they would be, KD would be two easily, and I would have Curry at four on that list. And it would like slide some people down and move people around. Um, I thought KD had the best chance to be the best player in the world uh, to take that crown from LeBron over everybody else. I don't think anybody else took that crown yet. So with, that's why those two guys were on the list. Could have had Kyrie on there. Um, honestly, I think Kyrie's a guy who nobody ever could score in as many ways as Kyrie. So that's probably somebody I could have put on the list. But, you know, he missed a lot of games this season. And I think the stuff off the court is kind of hurting the chemistry on the court a little bit with Kyrie. Yeah. But I still have a tremendous respect for his. I still have a tremendous respect for his game. So that's fair when people want to put him on the list. Um, I heard some other people as well that a lot of people thought I had Giannis too low, but it just is what it is. And I see what I see. I don't really go by what the media is talking about. I go about what my eyes see. And I'm not going to go. I mean, I guess I am part of the media now. So no, no, we you know, will go together. No, we're definitely media. I think the difference is we're yeah. actually media that hoop to know the game. Like that's, <laughs> that's yeah. Well, that's what people are mad at me about people that I used to hoop with. They go, man, Yo, combo you used to who, man? How you have a list like this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't have a problem with the players on here. The only thing I thought Luca was kind of high, and it's no secret that I have Giannis as the MVP this season. But I also have perspective. I don't think he's the best player. I think I think still right now 
And the only reason I would give LeBron the edge is because Kawhi doesn't play the same amount of games. But I think when Kawhi is playing, I think he's... So you're basically saying what I've been saying all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, most people yeah. don't know how to look at the awards in a lot of ways, right? So as crazy as it sounds, Giannis could be having the better season than LeBron for the sake of argument. But LeBron can still yeah. be the best player. So if we're looking at... Oh, 100%. If we're looking at an award that's based on a season, like... You can see why Giannis will probably win the award over LeBron. My only thing with the LeBron MVP thing, my personal opinion, and you don't fall into this camp. I just feel like it's being forced. Like prior to this, I just thought it was being forced. Like, and what made me think about it too was um your podcast you did with was it Chris Vernon from the Ringer who covers the Grizzlies? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah Giannis. He had a good point, though. He was saying, like, what was the LeBron MVP chance when Memphis beat the brakes off of him? But then the next night, it was like he beat Zion on national TV and he's the MVP again. So from that standpoint, yeah, I well, get, not, well I, always, I always look at LeBron as the most valuable player. No okay. What anybody's doing. So I'm saying I understand why somebody would pick Giannis, just that LeBron is actually the most valuable player. So if you just want to give the award to the most valuable player in the league, you got to give it to LeBron, I think. So then the argument would be then for, for guys like this, and I'm going to say argument because we don't really argue, we discuss, but how do you quantify the numbers for that season, right? So if Giannis is leading in a lot of traditional and advanced stats, how, how, how would you then put the case up for LeBron? And then like what I said in my video was Anthony Davis leads in a lot of the traditional and advanced stats on the Lakers. LeBron doesn't. Right. So I guess a lot of I'm, it is in chance. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, how, how do you quantify all of that when you're trying to pick out who's the best? That's what makes this so fascinating to me. Obviously, your numbers have to be good enough to be in the MVP conversation because you're averaging 14 like, in that MVP no matter what. But I think it's tangible goes a lot into it as well. Okay. And I also think LeBron is more valuable to his team than Giannis is. And, and one other thing, I think you could plug a lot of guys into Giannis's position and they would do really well and have played at that. I don't know if they would have the same record as Giannis. Um, like if you put a Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons, a bunch of other guys that really play well in transition with all that space, I think they could have great numbers as well. I think Ben's numbers would be a lot better if you play with Milwaukee. And I also like Ben's vision better than Giannis. That's really where I land on that. And LeBron is leading the league in assists, so he does have some of the stats. He's scoring at a high clip, 25 a game. That's just where I land. I just feel like LeBron is the guy who could do more with less than anybody else in the league. Again, I <laughs> I can't disagree with anything what you're saying. I think in a lot of ways, though, I accept your explanation for LeBron and some of the other things that I've been hearing. And I don't even want to get into that because I don't I don't do a gossipy type podcast like no, that. No, get into it. We got time. All right. I mean, the whole narrative that. Kobe passed, you know, transition passed away. Um, Giannis is not going through the same thing. But last time I checked, him and Kobe had a relationship too. He worked out with Kobe. Um, I, I just, I think a lot of this to me is just getting the the reasons are getting away from the court more than I ever remember. Narrative have always existed, you know, because even when Jordan went through the same thing, it was kind of like a uh, what they call it a. Uh, you know, kind of getting tired of 
voting Michael for MVP. So we got to give one to Barkley in 93. And then Michael shows up and has puts up a 41, like six and six in the finals against him. And then it was like the one year we give it to Malone, even though we think Jordan's probably still the best player. But then you can make an argument Malone probably should have got it in 98, actually going back and doing some revisionist history. So the narrative has always been there. But some of the stuff they've been saying about LeBron, I thought was kind of irresponsible and kind of reckless as quote unquote members of the media. There was huge media outlets saying that Donovan Mitchell was the second person to contract Corona. How do we know that? He was the second person to test positive, not the second person to contract it. We don't know. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things that the media say that I don't really take too seriously, you know? But um, see, that's and, me and, and you, though. Media, and, there's a lot of, <laughs> and there's a lot of media that I respect. And right. to your point about that we played, I think that does hold a lot of value and it gives you credibility. But at the same time, I do respect the guys that didn't play as much because they put a lot of time into analyzing the game. I think a person, like, you put a lot of work into this, so I respect it. But if you were just a player and you just said, I know more than other people because I played, like, I could analyze and explain what I'm analyzing better just because I played. That's not necessarily true, you know? When I had uh, Doug Gottlieb on my show, right, I was like, what do you feel about guys that didn't really play? Like, does some of the things they say doesn't make sense to you or bother you? He's like, no, because I cover football, and I never played football before. So I'm not going <laughs> to go on here and uh, talk about people that never played the game. And I kind of... I, I respect people that put the work in, even if they never played the game, you know? But I do see where you're coming from. Because we're still, still standing on my show and talking about you have a different understanding when you've been through the channels. So it goes both ways, you know? No, I agree 100%. I would look at somebody like some of my favorite people. I just think there's a yeah. difference. And I don't, I'm not going to say other people's names, but I'm going to say the people who I really like. Like, there's a right. difference between Zach Lowe, Kevin Arnavitz, um... Who else on that platform? Even like Jay Will sometimes, Kenny Smith. Uh, no, I don't, now I'm naming players. I'm sorry, but I'm trying. I'm blanking. But really, like Kevin Arnavis, I really love. I think he's. People don't talk about John Hollinger. Yeah. Uh, well, John Hollinger is a, he used to be a GM. So right, right. So, but it's journalists like that. You know, like when you hear them talk, like when you hear Zach Lowe's pod, you're like, I'm always excited. You know, Bill Simmons. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Rossillo, you know, guys like that. Like you can tell, like they know what they're watching. They can quantitate the stats. They can put things together. But then you hear, like, as far as the players, I like Matt Barnes. I like, like I said, Jay yeah. Will sometimes. I like Kenny Smith on that show. I wish they would let him talk more sometimes, but I get it as a TV show. So there's. I think the, that's just his personality. Kenny kind of like that. He is, but when you hear him talk, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, I didn't think about it that way. Why isn't he a GM? Why isn't he coaching? Um, Chauncey Billups is in in that vein. I thought even um, Stan Van Gundy has been great. Doris Burke is one of the best. Who? Doris Burke is one of the best. Yeah, Doris. Yeah, Doris. Like, I was loving Doris on the women's side, you know, as well. You know, a lot of people, she was kind of like a hidden gem because we don't, you know, consume women's sports the same way, but I love Doris, too, so... To your point, it's it's definitely uh, media members that know the game. But for me, I got to hear what you're saying. You know, I don't just necessarily throw throw that out there because I played. I know more. I got to hear what you're saying. And I thought that's an interesting point that Doug Godley said. But I think we're at a point now where I thought Harden should have won it last year. 
I thought Harden should have won it yeah. the year Westbrook won it. You know, I just think it was just a lot of, I think a lot of it now is who has the better story along with the stats. And I think we're putting a lot of emphasis on the story. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the NBA is an, an entertain. It's like a league of entertainment. It's not just pure basketball, you know. If you want pure basketball, you should probably go. You can watch Euro League, right? But I don't think that's the way people consume it. And I think it's important for us to. I know we we always like to look at things from a pure basketball point of view, but it's good to mix up the storylines a little bit in there as well, because I think it appeals to a larger range of people. Not everybody plays the game like us, you know. Right. So I try and do like the really like. The basketball, the basketball, the stuff that basketball players would like, but also the, the stuff that guys who are into analytics would like or entertainment. Like I try and mix it up personally. Yeah, but yeah. There's also, there's also it's very important to stay true to yourself. You know, so I agree. Kind of all mix it up together. No, and I like the the other storyline stuff. I guess for me, I don't like the the creating of storylines. Like I love the story. Oh, yeah, like yeah. when you do the stuff, like you will have somebody on for like. You know, the blog side, like overtime or, you know, we talking about the yeah. sneaker culture or yeah, um, yeah. like stuff, stuff that shows them like as human beings as well. Like real life yeah. stuff, not created stories, but like real life stuff. I think that's where oh, the that. That, that's where the balance um, will come in. But as far as your list, the only thing, like I said, I thought Luca was kind of high. I definitely wouldn't have him on over Giannis yet. Um, I definitely well, wouldn't why, have why him. Why do you think Giannis is better than Luca? I think number one, he's a better two-way player. He's a far, yeah. a far better Definitely defender. That. That's um, a great point. I think Luca has the better, um, the better passing, the better feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably a well, little we're bit. We're trying to. We're trying to. We're trying to stick to your point right now. We don't want to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just. <laughs> Zach, if you really watch them play, I don't think you would think Giannis is a better basketball. Yeah, player. you're probably I right. I think you. I think. Look, I think. Okay. I think for me, it's the he's only in year two. <laughs> that's what. I, that's why. That's I, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. We're not going off the yeah. iPad. We're going off resume. Then that's the thing. Luca could score on three levels, right? True. Giannis really could only score on in one going downhill. Giannis lacks vision big time. Like, he's going to make the right pass because he's a basketball player, and when he gets doubled hard, he's going to be able to kick it to the wing. But, like, the vision is, like, it's so different, and they're almost playing the same type of position, position so you can't compare them. They're both, like, point forward. So we could compare them in every way if you really look at it from a simple point of view, you know? Yeah. Like, they're, diff- they're different positions, but they're really the same position. Because in today's NBA, the positions are different. You got guys who are rim running bigs, right? Mm-hmm. Like Mitchell. Who else? Who else? Give me somebody, man. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, that runs, that, that rim running. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Capella, for example, John Collins. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Derek Jackson Jr. Derek like Jackson but Jr., but he could pop up and shoot and handle All a little right. bit. Yeah. So you got those guys. You got creators, right? Like, let's say a Lou Williams. And then there's guys who started who are creators, like. James Harden and Westbrook to a higher degree, right? Right. Then you got these point forward types like Giannis, LeBron, even Draymond, Johnson. Ben Simmons. Yeah, even Ben Simmons. Yeah. Lot, even Ben Simmons. Some of those guys are a lot better than the other ones. Like we're not going to compare Draymond to LeBron, but they're similar positions. And if you look at it like that, Doncic could score on three levels. He's a way better passer. He has a way better feel for the game. He's just a better player, man. 
You I know agree. what? You, I can't argue with that. I will say this though. So okay, we can put him over Giannis. I'm not going. You great. You you're right. I guess the only thing I was given was the age, but he's not better than Harden, and I don't think he's better. I know he's not better than Lillard. To me, Lillard is quietly having one of his best seasons this year. I think that kind of got lost as the season was going along. And I looked at his numbers last night. Everything is up across the board. Shooting percentage, uh, assists, scoring, everything's up across the board. I I think why you have Dame so low, I'm just curious. Because I would have had Dame, if I was to go off this list and us talking. who Who would you take out for Dame? Luca, I would drop Luca down a slot and put Dame right there, and then yeah, actually no, I might not, I might put Harden over Luca. I'm not mad at it. I think Luca's a better player than. But see, I think the difference between James Harden and Luca is Luca brings more value to a team in terms of winning. In terms of winning, from what I see, and that's not proof yet. That's not proven yet because Luca hasn't played in the playoffs yet. Right. You know. Right. Um. I think in the long run, Luke will be able to to read things in the playoffs that James Harden can't. I think a lot of times James Harden is fishing for assists. I think he's fishing for stats. And I think it's hard when he plays the way he does to get other people involved and for the whole rest of the team to have a natural rhythm or flow over the course of a series. Mm-hmm. I think Luka will bring more value to a playoff series than James Harden. And I could be wrong because, I mean, that's why James Harden is better. And he might be the better score. He is the better score right now. But I just think Luca's a better all around player. What about Dane? Yeah, I think the size difference, man. I just that's no shot at Dane. Dane does a lot. I don't think there's been a player to lead a team to a championship since what, Isaiah Thomas Pistons at that at that height. I know Dane's a little bit bigger, right? What is six three? Yeah, he's listed at six three. He's listed at six three, but he's a smaller guy. I think I, like going into the playoffs you would take Dane over Luca. Like if you were if you had a franchise and you wanted one player. I would. I've seen Dame do it. Really? I seen. I mean, what he did the last few seasons, I think it's more of a question about the rest of his team sometimes. But what yeah. he did against the Thunder last year, like that playoff run last year was unbelievable. Like, was unbelievable. Yeah, he's, great. he's great. I mean, he had one of the best scoring runs ever this season. So yeah. I just think, I think the size is, is what separates them, too. So, if I was to redo this, I would have LeBron... Kawhi, Anthony, I'm not mad at those three for sure. Then I will go probably Dame. Man, it's tough with with Luca and James. They would be and right also, there. The other thing is, I think Dame might have more than Luca, and Luca got the team in the playoffs. Yeah, but remember, I, I watched Portland. They've had their injuries was terrible this year. You already didn't have Nurkic. They lost Collins early. Like, he's been gone. They didn't expect that. And then, I'm not saying he's like that, but you know what I mean. As a rotation player, points, they lost Hood. Uh, and then what didn't, I don't think what they counted on, too, CJ struggled. So, like, Dame literally was doing all he could. Um, I think that was more of an organizational thing. I think what they did was they switched out their key role guys. And I think they were missing Aminu and Harkless more than they thought. You know, I just, those guys are, for their role, are really, really good. And I think that's what happened with the injuries, CJ not playing up to snuff early on, and then them switching out their role guys for guys like Whiteside. 
I just think that team was not the same. I don't think that's on Dame. Yeah, it's not on Dame, but I would say this, and it might sound crazy. We see the guys around Luka, the guys around LeBron playing better than their actual talent level. So if CJ is playing worse, does any of that fall on Dame? No, because he literally was just shooting the ball wrong. Like, not wrong, bad. Like, he was just shooting it bad. <laughs> like, like no, yeah, like his I, shoot. I yeah, I don't think that yeah. falls on Dame. And then, like, with the injuries, in fairness, Luka hasn't lost his main rotation guys like that. I mean, they they missed Brunson right before the season, no, you know. They, Who? They're rim running big. That happened, like, January. I'm talking about Portland out the gate. They lost Collins right, right, at the right. third game. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, out the gate. I just, I see what you're saying, but I think, I don't know. I think they miscalculated their role players, and I think the injuries were just the icing on the cake. And then CJ, I mean, I'm, I'm pulling up now looking at his numbers. Like, he was awful at the beginning. Awful. A part of being the best player is figuring out how to make everybody nice better. True. I can't disagree with that. I mean, you at know, this point, LeBron, they, look, 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 LeBron, all these guys, this wasn't even supposed to work, according to some people. And the Lakers were number one. Nobody even had Dallas in the playoffs this year. Maybe a couple people, but not a lot. Portland was supposed to be there. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I had Portland there, too. I understand but. what you're saying with injuries, but we've seen great players take teams far. If you want to, and you're saying game top five right now, if you're top five years of the drag, you're to at least the playoffs. No matter really the injury situation, and a part of that is is that Dame is so great he's just small. He's just small. Like, <laughs> yeah, I you know, mean, seriously, like it's hard to it's hard to drag a team, a less talented team, all the way through if you're if you're a smaller player. It's just hard. No, you know, it is. That's a, it. That's a We've fact. That's a fact. Kobe do it, but it's just it's just a little bit more difficult. I I mean, but I think me and you, I thought Dallas was going to be good. I thought the whoever, yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Whoever said did. the Lakers thing wasn't going to work, I remember seeing something. I thought that was crazy. I didn't know what what people were talking about. They thought it was interesting. They thought it was an interesting cast of characters. That's why people knew. Yeah, but when you got the two, arguably the two top five players in the league, I mean, <laughs> when you're talking about a arguably an all time great in LeBron, like arguably all like depends on. <laughs> How you feel? Like it's not a crazy argument if you want to argue him, Jordan, and Kareem anymore. And then you throw Anthony Davis wow. out there. I mean, like whoever was saying I think it. A lot of people have Anthony underrated though. Only because you can only only thing you can say about him and him is staying on the court is the injuries. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you real quick. You saw my. My salute to one of the cult classic Kung Fu movies, Five Deadly. That was a great, was a great video, and I appreciate the shout out, man. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. What did you think about some of my comparisons? All right, were you first? Let's say this: Were you familiar with the movie? I just no, dis- but it was great anyway. And I thought your so the first guy you had was the small, quick guys. Yeah, because um, on the movie he was small. He was a smaller fighter. Right, right. The thing is, though, that part, those kind of guys are. Is getting phased out because of the way that modern NBA is. You know, there's not a lot of like most of those guys come off the bench now. They're not featured. No, it's really yeah. Trey Young. Who? who? <laughs> yeah, Trey Young. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was like that, but not anymore. Damn, not even in the league anymore. Which sucks. Nope. You know. Nope. I yeah. think those guys. It shows you again. You can make an argument. 
for why Trey is, is great in my opinion because and Trey is great. The 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 size mm-hmm. matters. Like we just talked about that with Dame versus Luca. Like to be that's I think because yeah. you're gonna see two guys coming out of the draft this year that it can go either way for them. And that's the Powell out of Seton Hall and Marcus Howard out of Marquette. Small yeah. guys that can flat out score. But I think you have to be able to play make, and that's what Trey can do. And I don't know if those two guys can do that on the NBA level. I mean, we saw it with Carson Edwards in Purdue. And now, you know, he's not getting minutes in Boston like that, you know. So um, to your point, yeah, they are getting phased out. I think that's I think, though, you can argue how many of those guys were really in the league and were really effective. Like if we really honest throughout the history of the league. It's not well, you a lot. Iverson, you got Tiny Archibald. What if you want to really smaller guys, right? Yeah, I mean, if you really want to dig, Fat Lever when he was with Denver, uh, obviously Muggsy Bowl, Spud Webb. Um, Fat Lever super underrated. Super underrated. Uh, Michael yeah, Adams. He got, a cra- he got a he got a great name. Why can't people remember him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Adams was another one during that time. Yo, Michael Adams jump shot was crazy. Was crazy. Got that ball? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but at a high percentage with the one hand almost. But that's was the all star one year. I think two. I know he scratched okay, out okay. one with the with the bullets for sure. Maybe two, but yeah. that's the point I'm making. Like I don't think that position has ever been like what people think it is. I really don't. And then from there, I had the snake. So uh, you couldn't argue with Kobe and Jordan. I mean, I thought but that. Yeah, was, I think the Kawhi is a is a current day snake, but you had him as another person. I had him as the scorpion. Category. So you, you yeah. thought Kawhi similar, right? Yeah, yeah, they are similar fighting yeah. styles. The um, yeah. in the movie though, the snake was probably more all around, like the fighting style. He was probably the more he was the more besides the toad and his strength. The snake was probably the yeah. next hardest one to defeat because he his skill level all around. So I guess you could put Kawhi in there as well for his um. For his defense and everything, but then that meant I would have had to take Kobe or Jordan out, and I just couldn't bring myself. Oh no! Nah. Because I don't think Jordan did anything quiet, so I couldn't put him as the scorpion. Yeah, Jordan. Who's better, him or LeBron? Who's a better basketball player? I'm gonna always be biased to Jordan. I, I watched that. I'm at, asking who's the better basketball player. I'm taking. I'm not asking who's biased. Oh, I'm taking Jordan. If, but people okay. going to think I'm biased because of my age and I'm from Chicago, but I really, truly, humbly believe. And this is, and then to me, and this is how I look at it. I think I look at it a little bit different. If we're comparing the all-time greats, everything has to be on the table. Everything. Because they're going to, the numbers with LeBron, he's going to have more numbers because I think it's just a math game at this point. He started earlier than Jordan. So I just think that's common sense. But Jordan doesn't have a 2011 finals on his resume. Jordan doesn't have the Boston uh, series, whatever that was in house, you know, potentially on his record. Now I'm not talking the about social, the three, the three social media. Have anything to do with it, right? No, no, but, but I'm All talking those. about like just going off when they got in these situations and the performances. That's all I'm strictly talking about. Like, well, yeah, but, you you could also say that LeBron got teams that like teams that shouldn't even been in the finals. Yeah, but if I was to say Jordan won more, right? And and I guess for and I'm me, just playing devil's advocate. no, no, you playing devil's. I, I I get what you're saying, but I for me, in a way. 
Okay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, in a way, I just, that 2011 thing, you can't be that great and we see that. And I watched that finals more than probably the average person because I was confused, Combo. I seriously, I was trying to like, well, was Dallas doing this? What was they? Like, he literally was a no-show from like game two, second half on. What was his stats like? Oh, man. Hold on. It's in front of me. I, I got basketball reference up. Or even like, since I'm talking about the greats, even like Kobe, game seven against Phoenix, he refused to shoot to prove a point. Like that stuff really happened. Like, and Jordan did not do stuff like that. He just didn't. I mean, say what you want. He just did not engage in stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. For me, that, that matters. That just, that matters. I just remember him biggest stage all the time and I and like the one finals I really like to use is 93 man if you go back and look at what the stats he was putting up 93 even 92 like people think I'm crazy when I say this but it was a fact like at that coming into that it was a debate on who was the better two guard now most people had Jordan but people were really saying uh Clyde Drexler was just as good in Jordan yeah like it sounds crazy yeah, to say that now but that was a real thing that was a legit thing. And then Jordan hit six threes in the first half, which yep. was a lot back then. Okay, so yeah. I got it pulled up two. against Dallas. So game one, 24 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. So I said game two on, he was plus nine. Game two, 20 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Um... He shot okay. So he was like 53% from the field, 8 for 15, 9 for 16. This is where it starts getting getting funky. Game three, 17 points, three rebounds, nine assists. This is where it starts getting weird. Um, <laughs> This is where it really gets weird. Game four, how many points he had, Combo? What you think? 15? <laughs> Eight points. Thank you, Daniel. Three for 11. 0 for 3 from 3. Yeah, he disappeared, man. But yeah. I mean, then I the next game, he had 17 points. A little bit better. 8 for 19. 0 for 4 from 3. He put up... He technically had a triple-double. He had 10 points, yeah, 10 assists. Yeah, I mean, assists. that's not a terrible... That, 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 that's not a terrible game for the average. But we not we we debating all time greats. That's true. Jordan Jordan don't have that on on his resume. And then the last piece. Look, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna call you crazy. Michael Jordan's crazy. That's a fact. Well, Nick Nick Wright yeah. <laughs> Nick Wright might call me crazy. Shannon Sharp might call, call me crazy. But so we added. Oh, did you see them? Oh, did you see them attack Nick Wright? Yeah, Matt they. Was, yeah, he was going. Matt Barnes, <laughs> Matt Barnes wanted, to put, <laughs> wanted to put hands on him because he wasn't, wasn't. But he did kind of go crazy on Andrew Wiggins. Like I like Andrew Wiggins. He did kind of go too crazy. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. And and people don't realize the level that Andrew Wiggins like. Like no offense to him, he, when you haven't been through the channels of basketball, it's a little bit hard for you to realize what level Andrew Wiggins really is in the scheme of things. You know. Of course. That's what that's what Matt that's what Matt Barnes pointed. Right. Nick right. is very good. Nick Wright is very good at what he does in terms of analyzing and and relaying what he's thinking. So everybody has their own talents, but I see where Matt was coming from. Yeah. 
So if we put and a bow, back to our old point. Yeah, no, that's the and that's that's what I'm saying. So if we was to put a bow on that series. LeBron seventeen points, six point eight assists, uh, seven point two rebounds, and he shot forty seven percent from the field, thirty two from three. That's I, I just let's say it like this: if he plays well, they win, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dirk was killing man. Yeah, but remember, up until that game two, before it turned away, like they had that game. Yeah. Even though I don't want to discount Dirk because that was one of the best final performances ever. Like Dirk was out of his mind in that series, out of his mind. That championship was so good for Dirk's legacy. I agree. It propelled him like so much higher than people would have had him ranked if he didn't win that. You know. I agree. So let's close yeah. with this combo. We're now at what March nineteenth. I know my Who job. Knows what the future holds. <laughs> I know my job is kind of like the date I've been seeing with my job in other places is like April fifteenth. Kind of checked it to Paul, see where we are. Do you think the season resumes, and do you think it should resume? That would be my two questions for you. I just released a podcast with Mark Medina today. Let's say today. He's not too optimistic about it. And even before I had my conversation with Mark, I wasn't too optimistic about it. But I hope it does return. Now, I don't think it'll return because I think we can't have gatherings for over 50 people for, what, two months? I think is what they're saying. Yeah. That's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. And then what month are we in then? (laughs) It's March. So you're talking April, May. So y'all, at that point, you almost at June. Yeah, it's tough, man. Uh, I think it's getting less and less likely, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? I think I don't think so either. And I think it's unfortunate because I kind of have my own personal opinions um, about about this. Not no conspiracy stuff, but I just don't agree with the inf- from the information I've gathered and me having studied health and nutrition for a while now i'm obviously not a doctor but i've been on this way for i mean a while well over a decade and i just think people are not processing all the information and i'm not trying to make light or be disrespectful because people are dying but um i think the fact that we didn't approach this like korea did and korea had the same case on the same day the united states found out and the fact that the United States had no tests ready and in Korea, what, they worked hard for a week, got the test and started testing people. And like if you see different bar graphs, like time lapse photography showing like the increase versus the decrease, Korea was all the way at the top. And then you, you see Iran and Italy just walk them down and Korea just going the other way. So much so they about to start their basketball league again. So the fact that they still don't have any tests ready and the fact that they're only showing the people who are getting sick. Nobody's really talking about who's recovering. Nobody's really talking about on in detail why Italy is more vulnerable than other countries. Like they're not giving you all the facts. And I get it because I look at social media and I don't know if if you tell people too much 
then you're going to see what you saw in Clearwater, Florida, everybody out on the beach. So I get that as well. So you but get it. Yeah, I get it. But I just also think, man, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tricky, Combo. I'll just say it like that. It's tricky, man. I just... I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I just think it's a more safe than sorry approach. Than right. Safe than sorry. And the thing is, nobody will ever be able to prove if they're right. Because if we do all this, right, and everything is somewhat okay, obviously it's it's sensitive topic because some people are going to die. It's really sad. But if those numbers are lower, and there's a huge economic loss, people on let's say I don't I don't want to call it the conspiracy side, but you know what I mean. Yeah. They're going to say we didn't have to do all this. Look, it's fine, right? But then right. the people that were with it and were with everything we're doing now is going to say, no, the reason it's like this, we took this economic loss, but the reason why so many people didn't die is because we took these precautions. So we're never going to really have the answer to this, right? Right. I agree. I mean, I agree from that standpoint. I guess for me, it's just yeah. like we know that the population of people who have been passing are like my parents, because my parents are older, like 70 and up, 60 and up. So we know is mostly older people or people, the, the few cases who've had other health complications to go along with now contracting the virus. And, you know, I remember in 2018, we, was, we were nervous about having this big flu epidemic. And it turned out to be true. Like close to 65,000 people died of the flu in the United States. Corona yeah. is at 7,000 worldwide. So just kind of just putting in some kind of context. No, I thought it was that. I thought it was that. Oh, I thought it was that seventy five hundred in America. I must be wrong, right? No, it's worldwide, not America. It's oh, worldwide okay. because worldwide. Okay. And this is confirmed cases. So confirmed, confirmed cases. So we know obviously yeah. more people are walking around with it and affected. But confirmed cases is last time I checked was like one sixty, and I'm talking about one hundred sixty thousand people in the world confirmed. But then out of that confirmed, it was at almost 83,000 have recovered. You know, I saw the New York Post say that in Italy, 99% of the people who passed had um, health issues along with age. You know, they're not reporting. Everybody's not reporting that Italy has an older population because of their culture. You know, they just have old. They have one of the largest senior populations in the world. So that's who's yeah, really that's being. That's why they it. shouldn't be doing that in Florida because Florida. Exactly, has that's the point. So yeah. I think though, ultimately, what's really going on is the fact that we know there's not enough ventilators and not enough respirators or ventilators to treat people because this presents like pneumonia. Like once people get sick, you gotta have to put them on ventilator because they're basically drowning in their own. You know, the lungs is not getting what it needs to be. It's not getting proper oxygen. So I think what they're trying to do is prevent it from the hospitals being overloaded with people that they can't treat more so than. uh, And that would be a disaster. Right. Because regular flu is different than if you get the regular flu, you're not more than likely unless you present something else, you're not going to be on a ventilator. So I think that's why this is also different, too. I just think there's different factors. So we just got to see combo. Uh, If anything, we'll get ready for the draft. That'll be interesting to see how they do that remotely, but uh, we'll get get ready for the drive. We can lean on on our guy Yoda, um, Rashad Phillips, over at twenty three nineteen for his. He's his been ex- studying all year for. He's it. been studying all year, so I told him I said, "Hey, sometimes in rough times, there's for some people who were prepared. You know, the sunshine can kind of shine on them as well. You know, kind of make a 
a net positive out of negative. So we'll have to see, man. But thank you for your time, Combo. Definitely enjoyed it, man. You know, talking to somebody else. Uh, what you got coming up, man? Plug your stuff. I know you got some more interviews in the works. Yeah, man. Um, we just dropped Mark Medina today, USA Today. We, uh, I asked Mark if he was optimistic about the NBA season. I guess I did, already gave you his answer. But we also discussed if uh, the NBA players are supposed to be paid. I asked him what the Lakers were going to do since they were the last team that played the Nets. And we also went through the NBA awards. So I thought it was a great episode. You can check that out on Combo's Court. On every platform that you can find podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. You can follow me on Instagram at one two combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O Combo Court on Twitter. All that good stuff, man. Zach, thanks for having me. No problem, Combo. And real quick, so I did see your one you did with uh, Monica McNutt. I thought that was really good. I actually like her podcast as well. I really do. Yeah, yeah. She, she's dope. She does great work, for sure. It, her podcast is uh, Buckets and Boards, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah she shout with, out. Uh, she's Media. Yeah, shout out to her, man. So, uh, Thanks for being on the pod podcast, uh, uh, being on the uh, pod uh, combo. You can find follow me on Instagram, Zach the Off the Glass podcast. Twitter is Zach at the Off the Glass. Let's engage. I'm pushing this YouTube page, man. So make sure to go over and subscribe. Videos are being dropped over there. It's the Off the Glass podcast YouTube channel. And last but not least, if you want to support the pod, head over to our Patreon page, the Off the Glass podcast. More to come. We're going to be podding, podcasting more than, than normal. we got a lot of time on our hands, so stay tuned for that. This is the host of Off the Glass Podcast, Zach. You know my model. Fan of no team, but a lover of basketball. Be safe out there. Take care of yourself and boost that immune system. Stop eating all these chips. Get you some spinach. Get you some kale. Boost these immune systems, man, and we're going to make it through this. Get your combo shake. Yeah, get your combo shake. Get your combo shake. We'll talk soon. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court and big shouts to Zach for having me on his show. That's the Off The Glass Podcast. Let me know how you feel about the show right in the comments section of your Apple Podcast app. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court and share this episode with a friend. Get that done for me, man. Share this episode with a friend via social media or word of mouth. Continue to quarantine, practice social distancing, and don't forget to wash your hands. Be on the lookout for episode 148. Combo out.